June 25th. I'm Daniel. And I'm Stephanie. And you're listening to the Faith Friend Podcast. <laughs> Alright, today we are talking about how society does and or should value mothers and children. Welcome. Welcome. We are super excited to bring the show to you today. Because we are talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and that is the struggle and the way that society um, looks at mothers and small children. And that's really special to me because I am a mom of really small children. But before we get into that, uh, apologies are in order. This show was intended to be released last week. Um, but what we're doing right now is we're establishing our routine and getting in our routine of starting this new journey in this podcast. And so thank you so much, those that are listening, for sticking with us as we are reorganizing our lives and learning how to do this. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's always a learning curve. <laughs> and uh, it's part of the process that's to be expected. And you guys are awesome because you... We'll be able to say one day that you were with us from the beginning. Right. So um, what we're going to start doing is we'll have little segments in our shows. And the first segment today that we will have on a weekly basis will be called In Our Home This Week. Or right. Our Home This Week. Something like that. Yeah. It'll Still fine-tuning. So Stephanie's going to talk to you about what's going on in our home this week. So in our home this week, the big thing that's going on in our home, not just this week, but I think this week has been the most successful, um, is we are potty training Joseph. So um, it's been kind of off and on, almost embarrassingly to say, for a year. I started um, right after his second birthday, but there was just a lot of um, things changing, I guess, in our family when that started. Um, Nathaniel was still very little, so it was kind of hard to focus on that. And yeah, consistency my, was difficult. Right, and my older brother was living with us for a short time too, so I've learned that um, transitions make things a little hard when it comes to potty training. So I decided, I, I heard and I read, you wait until they're ready, but... Um, we were ready <laughs> and I figured um, it was a good time to really focus and start on it. So I um, went out and bought a pack of pampers or a pack of pull-ups and we've been consistently potty training and it's we've had quite a few dry days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the biggest struggle with him Actually, I'm going to give myself my big kudo. I know that Joseph is the one who's going potty, (laughs) but I'm proud of myself um, because we've had a week of dry days and not accidents. So I haven't been scrubbing couches and floors as often, and that's really exciting for me. Um, As you can tell, uh, Stephanie has been the primary person helping Joseph with this. um, For the most part, just because... Uh, when I'm at work, she's home with the boys. Um, that's a huge blessing having her here. Um, but I do make it a point to help out when I'm home as well. And the biggest struggle we're having right now is getting Joseph to go number two in the potty. And um, people say wait until the kids are ready, and there's definitely something to that. And that's something that uh, we've been reminding ourselves that 
even though we've been helping him with the transition, he's been doing great with mm-hmm. number one. Um, you know, he's not going to be 14 years old, still going number two in his underwear. Um, so uh, I think where we're at now is just knowing that he understands the routine and um, patiently waiting for that routine to uh, transfer over into all aspects of going potty like a big boy. Right. So it's really exciting. And just the watching our boys grow has been amazing. And it's been, I don't know, like doing something, something precious to my heart. Um, Just watching them go from like these little bitty infants and going, oh my God, you're letting me take them home from the hospital to having full on conversations with Joseph. It's just such a blessing. Um, It's incredible. And I've been thanking God every day that he has allowed me to be a part of this journey of of growing little boys into kings you know growing them into to men of the kingdom and it's such an honor and so that has been that's what's been going on in our house the other thing that i'm really really excited about is that we've started a summer bucket list um so i have this nice lengthy list of things that i want to do with the boys this summer so um two things that i would really like if our listeners could help us out with is your advice on potty training particularly with boys um because i i know that there i know it's not a huge difference but i've heard a lot that there is quite a bit of a difference with boys and girls and the other thing is what are you guys doing this summer with your kids so yeah, fun activities, mm-hmm. especially if they're you know free um, community building activities. Yeah. You know, the Faithful Friend podcast is all about being self-sustaining and building community. So, things that we can uh, help the community get involved with or be involved with with the community would be fantastic. Um, I know that next uh, in two weeks, I believe, we start swim lessons with both of the boys. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be fun, um, but that's not something that anyone on any budget can just show up to so if you have any special activities family oriented let us know um the last thing i want to briefly mention in regards to in our home is we have started uh taking care of hens we have four hens now so we'll be collecting fresh eggs Uh, we've got a few but they're still transitioning to the new environment so either they haven't all been laying every day or i haven't found where they're laying them because they're pretty much free range and on that note um the the main focus in that regard has been making sure that they can cohabitate with our dogs we have an american akita who when she was a pup had a taste of chicken and there's this myth commonly believed myth that goes around that says once a dog's tasted you know tasted a chicken you can never you know train a dog not to attack a chicken and uh we've disproven that pretty well yeah Yeah. um a lot of supervision in the beginning um something you got to remember about dogs if you're a dog owner and you're trying to uh, train your dog i think it's always important to remember that your dog wants to please you right and so learning how to communicate with a dog that wants to please you um is key and then everything else becomes much easier um once you have that understanding and once you're able to read your your dog's body language and, and things like that. And so there was, um, the first couple of days, there was just a lot of supervision out there. And then, uh, yesterday was the first time that we left them out there alone for a few hours and there were no fatalities. And 
Um, this today they've pretty much been outside all day by themselves, and they're good. And you know, every once in a while we'll walk out there, and the dogs will be sunbathing, and the hens will be on the other side of the yard, just looking for bugs and taking dust baths. So, uh, if you guys have any questions you want to send our way, you know, we're by no means. Um, experts in a lot of things but we have a lot of knowledge in certain areas and so um, if there's any questions you guys have or if you want a um, uh, there's Nathaniel <laughs> if you want a, uh, a show done on a particular topic let us know um, but yeah that's what we got going hens dogs rabbits veggies tomatoes potty training uh, that's currently our lives so very exciting so right now, um, we have the privilege and the great, great joy of interviewing a dear friend of mine. Uh, we have with us Mrs. Sharon Ortiz. She is the founder and the beautiful artist with P31 Cakes. But today, she is joining us to share with her something that has been deep on her heart, and that is... Um, the way that mothers and children have been treated today in our society and we invited Sharon with us because we really love her her outlook on this and and the words that she has to share um, a lot of this was brought up by a Facebook post that she had posted a while back and so we wanted her to come and join us today to elaborate more on that with that Sharon thanks for joining us today thank you for having me so you were telling us that the topic of today started in your mind when you were grocery shopping. Yes, I was at the grocery store and I was in the checkout line and there was a, a woman in front of me with her two young kids and they were giving her a hard time. They were fussing, they wanted candy and you know, the candy is always right there so it's a big temptation for kids. What bothered me was not seeing her because I, I, get, I totally get her and feel for her in those situations. But the checker was just such a jerk. Um, he was just kind of looking at her, not helping, and just watching her struggle. And then he goes, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. I wish I had some little kids. And he was completely mocking her. And he keeps going with this joke and says to his coworker next to him, hey, Donna, let's have some kids. Let's get married and have some kids. Come on, I'll propose right now. He's saying all this while the lady's right still standing right in front of her, her. Right in front of her. Wow. Um, and in front of me. And I had a baby with me, too. So it was very offensive. I don't think I realized at the time how offended I was. I just felt anger. Hmm. Um, the mom was so flustered that she started walking away without her items. And she came back to get her items. And he says under his breath, I offered her a bag. Um... So again, just totally mocking her and not helping at all, which is what she needed. If not help, at least encouragement, right. you know. So my husband was coming to pick me up and he wasn't here at that time, but I just had to get out of there because I was so angry. So there was a cafe, a couple doors down. So I went to this cafe and as I'm walking into the cafe, I hear a young lady, probably, you know, college student doing her homework there. And she was talking to one of her friends complaining about a phone call she had with apparently another mother and she was complaining about hearing her children in the background <laughs> yeah that's kind of ironic yes <laughs> so those two incidents back to back nearly had me in tears and I, I i don't think i fully understood 
why until later and that's kind of you know what brings us here today just processing and internalizing all of this yeah i think a lot of times emotions hit us before yeah reasoning does you know and it can be a process trying to work through mm-hmm. figuring out why we feel the way that we feel yes and i think what happened is that um that just really spurred an articulation of what i'd been feeling a lot as a mom of three young kids um, and that is that we're really not valued in society how old are your children my oldest is six and i have a almost one-year-old and almost four-year-old so sharon do you think that this is typical in in our society the devaluing of women and children the more i think about it definitely yes um everything from even the space that I have with my stroller, you know, mm-hmm. at, when I'm shopping, whether it's grocery shopping or even at Target, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm always struggling <laughs> to get in somewhere or out somewhere. Um, more than often, people will just watch me struggle and not even hold a door open for me. They'll kind of look at me in passing, um, saying, oh, you have your hands full. Um, I was at a restaurant the other day getting a takeout order with my kids and the cashier literally says to me, I don't envy you, but I admire you. <laughs> so little things like that. And I know they're not purposely being mean, right. but all of those things subconsciously say, you know, you're an inconvenience. You're not a priority in our society. Right. And I think, I think you know, you begin to notice these things in your own experiences. And as you reflect upon them, you begin to see them on the larger scale Mm -hmm. so you're not only noticing them in your own situations but you're noticing them in other people's situations yeah so last week daniel uh, we were talking about places that we go that we take our kids or things that we do with our family our friends who have kids and it seems like they don't uh, make it convenient for us to be able to bring our kids. So mm-hmm. what are some things that you would like to see maybe in restaurants or supermarkets that say, we see you, mom, we see you, kids. We want to be here to help. You know, at a very basic level, just things like have changing tables, have clean changing tables, have clean high chairs, have more than one high chair in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these things sound so obvious, but a lot of times just the basic needs are not provided um a lot of places that we go there's been a couple instances in restaurants where i've just put two chairs together and changed my son's diaper on the chairs yeah because i'm not going to leave them sitting in a dirty diaper right but also knowing that even when places do have changing tables in the bathrooms most often they're just in the woman's yeah. bathroom right and a lot of and times they're so dirty and grimy yeah. you don't want to put your baby there right yeah so if I was somewhere alone with one of my sons, you know, there's there's not that option there. Yeah. Um, usually it means leaving the restaurant, going out to my car. You know, like, I, I'm not going to say, you know, let's pass legislation reform to force, you know, these small business owners to, you know, accommodate us. But the point is that it should be something that people value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and enough to where they do that willingly and voluntarily. Yeah. And, you know, these are all material things. So greater issue and what I you know would desire and dream to see is as a society for people's mentalities to change for our values truly to change to look at children 
crying and not say they're misbehaving or they're acting up, but you know, it's a child. You know, maybe they're tired, maybe they're overstimulated. Children are learning, you know, they're learning so many things. They're learning physical things, they're learning emotions, they're learning how to deal with their emotions, and their communication and their expression is so limited. And, you know, I would love to see people um, understand that and not just turn their nose up to it. Hmm. Um, I mean, we were all children, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And just because you're not in that stage of life, Why you, <sighs> you know what I mean? What I'm, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. your perspective changes yeah. completely once you have kids. Right. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that you know all parents all of a sudden get a free pass either. Yeah. Um, Stephanie and I were in Denny's the other day, and I'm sorry, not Denny's. We were in IHOP, and uh, we took Joseph there for his his birthday breakfast and this table next to us you know I'm not going to go into details because I don't want to completely derail the topic but was the poorest example of a parent in public that you could find and you're in a public place and you're loud and obnoxious not the kid the parent you know um, and and cussing and and just being rude demeaning other people devaluing other people I don't want it to sound like we're communicating that kids are kids let them do whatever they want no don't don't blame the parents period both that instance and and what you're talking about comes back to how do we value people Mm -hmm. how do we respect people and yeah of course a child's going to have a different psychology Mm -hmm. and of course they're not going to act like they're not a child Mm -hmm. but our infrastructure in society isn't isn't you're right it's not built yeah to accommodate uh, mothers with you know yeah with children and you, you were talking about that yeah and earlier. i feel like even if you're not a parent um it shouldn't be one of those things that you'll understand once you're a parent because that kind of mentality is what discrimination is and i'm not trying to victimize myself at all i'm just again articulating what i have felt for so long as a parent um and i think i think this is why this might be getting a little off topic but this is why so many moms feel so much loneliness you know a lot of moms have depression a lot of moms uh, feel so lonely because you can be interacting with people all day long you can be running errands and talking to people but if at all these institutions you don't feel like a valued part of it it's going to be very lonely yeah and you're just trying to you feel like you're just trying to get the job done yes so you can get back to your car and back to your house yeah yeah it's very rare that you'll be at a store and someone like walks you to your car and waits for you to buckle your kids into Mm -hmm. the car seat is it just me or did that used to be common when we were young did what because i remember growing up being taught you open the door for women especially if they have children you know you're polite you offer to help you know it doesn't matter who it is if it's a woman an elderly person a kid if they're having trouble carrying something and you can help them you offer to help so is you know was i raised in an untypical way or has society as a whole kind of you know turned down the wrong path yeah chivalry is dead right (laughs) i mean i'm sure our parents felt that too though you know Hmm. i think I don't know. I feel like that's more um, just personal culture and how your parents raised you and how you raised your children. But you you sense that being with children generally separates you from the community. Yes. Um, Even at the coffee shop, right? So I go there a lot more often than my husband does. But 
when he walks in there, they know him. They say hi to him, and I have never been greeted like that. Hmm. And it's I think it's because you know I'm just seen as let's get out of the way as you know as quickly as possible. So there's a perfect example right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like rare instances, far and few in between, where people do go out of your their way to help you feel welcome with your child. Um, for example, the optometrist that I went to, everyone who works there is a mom, so they get it. And you know they let me. They have a play area for kids, and my kids are still kind of young to even leave them there by themselves when when I'm in the exam room. So they let me bring toys into the exam room and let my kids play on the floor. Um, she was giving me my eye exam, and when she took the apparatus away from me, I saw that she was actually holding my child while she was doing my exam. And that that's like above and beyond, mm-hmm. right? In our culture today, right. when we see things like that, it's rare. Yeah. Right. But in actuality, it's just oh. someone who understands kids. Right. You know. So while I appreciate things like that so much. I feel like that should be normal. Right. Mm-hmm. At least, if not in the action, in the mentality, it should be normal. Right. Because children are so precious and beautiful and valued, and they are an equal part of our society. They shouldn't be viewed as less than. I think our dentist has done a good job yeah. accommodating our children as well. Oh, yeah. They do great. Um, the dentist that we go to... They would take the kids and play with them mm-hmm. while we're getting our exams. Or they'll have these TVs mm-hmm. um, in front of the exam chair, which is supposed to be to entertain the person while yeah. they're getting everything done. But they'll like take one of the kids aside, like, do you want to watch Cars? Yeah. And they'll like turn it on. And, and it was funny because I would take Nathaniel when he was a little bitty baby yeah. because I couldn't leave him because I was still breastfeeding. And so I would like leave him in the car seat so they would like turn the TV around so that like he's paying attention. Mm-hmm. But it was enough to keep him quiet long enough. And so I really appreciated that. And I have to, like, yeah. made sure that I put that in their Yelp review, you know, yeah. make sure I let them know that I appreciate yeah. um, people are them stepping up to help us with our kids and stuff so that we can so that we can take care of ourselves exactly and if it's not accommodating to kids like that you know we can't go and get our eyes checked we can't go right. and get our teeth cleaned unless we have a babysitter you know and that's just more money out of our pockets or just just extra for us to get basic needs yeah right you know obviously there are people that are Doing it right and doing it well. Mm-hmm. Coles. Mm-hmm. Have you been to the Coles in, in Alameda? No. So the Coles bathroom in Alameda. I need to like put them on my Facebook page. <laughs> it's all they have a family bathroom that's always clean and it has um, koala who does like the changing tables. They have a chair that you could put your toddler or your little baby in this chair and strap them in so that you can use the bathroom. I have no idea how many times I've <laughs> held it and <laughs> not gone to the bathroom yeah. because I couldn't get my double stroller into a bathroom. Yeah. And so, um, or because I'm like walking with one, like if it's just Joseph and I, I can't take Joseph and, okay, stand there while mommy goes potty. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can put him in this chair so I can use the bathroom. And on top of that, um, they have toddler sized toilets. Yeah. So you're not like trying to hold your kid up with one leg and make sure they don't fall into the toilet. It's a, a toilet that they can fit on, they can sit down on. And so that 
they, I mean, they could still probably have models, but <laughs> at least in the bathroom, um, I felt valued yeah. with bringing my kids to the bathroom with the clothes in Alameda. Go I Coles in Alameda. Team Coles. <laughs> so we've got Coles in Alameda. We've got ABC. We went to one too. Stone Ridge? The Stone Ridge yeah. Mall. Goals. They also and it was it was a mall bathroom, I think. Yeah. And they had a family, a family bathroom, bathroom that was huge. Yeah. Then there's um ABC Dental in Union City. Florida Optometry in San Leandro. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys need your eyes checked, your teeth cleaned and some And you don't have a babysitter. <laughs> right. Um but I think yeah, I think promoting the people who are doing it right is a big thing that we can do definitely even just a kind gesture you know yeah. um mm. just smile at a baby you know right. my kid was throwing a tantrum and people in line right behind me were talking to started talking about how they never want to have kids and how their friends ask them to wash their kids and they'll never do it unless their kid is well behaved um, conveniently started that conversation right as my kids started screaming uh, but then there was another customer there who walked by and looked at my child and said, it's okay, buddy. It's going to be okay. And just that gesture. Right. You know? Something so small, it may not even make a difference yeah. in terms of yeah. your It's kids. not going to change the situation at all. Yeah. But, but it's treating that kid like a human. And he's acknowledging my mm -hmm. child, exactly. Acknowledging him as another human being, mm -hmm. as a person. Yeah. And for all of you out there who don't have kids, if we made like a short list of what not to do, <laughs> don't, don't give advice. You know, oh, he's, he's probably hungry or he's probably tired. And it's like, okay, do you do you spend every day with my child? Do you know their different cries? Do you know their cues? Do you know their schedule? You know, we understand that our children are crying. <laughs> right now we're looking at little Abigail and she's throwing cookies, throwing cookies on the floor. It's okay. Also, <laughs> the parent is probably stressed already. Yes. yes. <laughs> We know our child is crying. <laughs> we can hear them. We see them. We're trying to pick up the cookies. <laughs> and please, please, don't tell me. Wow, you got your hands full. That is unless you're praise. gonna offer unless a hand. Unless you're gonna offer me a hand. <laughs> if you see somebody back it out of a door with a stroller, hold the door open. <laughs> yes. Please. As Christians, this this community that we're talking about, uh, a huge portion of our lives is is the values that we glean from being part of a Christian community mm -hmm. and having um, biblical ethics shape our lives and our attitudes. And I'm wondering, Sharon, how how does that reality speak to the situation that we're dealing with now? So Jesus had crowds around him all the time and you know I remember in particular when the disciples were trying to keep children away from him right mm -hmm. again because it's you know men and women or grown-ups who are more important and um, I mean in those days just the men particularly sure. but Jesus rebuked those people and he said let the children come to me and he says you can't enter heaven unless you're like one of these so Jesus went out of his way right to bring children near to bring women near to meet women when it wasn't societally acceptable right so that's the kingdom mindset yeah um, that's what my jesus tells me and that's why it's so hard to function in the society that doesn't have those values mm -hmm. and of course we can't expect the world to function as the kingdom right sure. but as christians i think that's where my personal struggle is 
now is how do I reconcile those two in my personal community, in my personal walk, in my life, in my everyday, how do I reconcile those two? Um, let me first say that one of the greatest things I've learned as a mom is to respect the way that your children are created. Mm -hmm. um, any parent can tell you that, you know, they can have two kids, same parents, but their personalities are just right and left and you know my two boys are like that and my son Matthias in particular he is just you know very adventurous everything's you know he explores everything he touches everything he runs everywhere and he's not necessarily being bad it's just his sen sense of adventure is so great um, and I don't ever want to kill that as as his mom because that's the way that God created him but as his mom I have to create safe boundaries for him to function <laughs> Um, well, there was one day where Stephanie and I went out to lunch with another friend of ours, and we all had multiple kids. Um, so, Matthias was, you know, just running around, touching things, not necessarily being bad, but being very curious. And um, it took all hands on deck to keep him contained, and that's just how it is when we go out. So, at the end of the day, I remember texting them, thank you for helping me watch my son today. And she called me back, and she said, I love Matthias and I will chase him down whenever I need to and that for me brought the kingdom down to earth because she was saying I love you as a friend I love your child not just because he's your child but because I value the way that God has created him as well so that was for me an example of reconciling those two that was heaven on earth in terms of being a mom in this world all right, Sharon, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and bringing the baby Ortiz's along. So we think it'll be a great way to end this interview <laughs> with um, giving an encouraging word to moms out there that may be listening. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, reconciling heaven on earth, it starts with us. It starts with us as moms encouraging one another and supporting one another and moms I just want to say oh my god I'm gonna cry now <laughs> moms you guys are all doing a great job listen to the Lord's voice over any other voice even this world and the society's voice that your children are perfectly wonderfully and fearfully made and they have chosen you the Lord has chosen you specifically to be their mom. And so first I just want to say to all of you, well done. Good and faithful servant. And just be encouraged that you're not alone. <clears throat> Find other moms to be your village because it really does take a village. You're not alone in your struggle. You're not alone in this disconnect. And, you know, just, you're doing, <laughs> whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, you know, whatever your lifestyle is, you're doing the greatest work possible just by being a mom. So I commend you. I honor you. I appreciate you so much. And I love you. And all those things are how we feel about you, Sharon. We see you working really hard and staying up late and waking up early and driving here and there and bath times and cuddle times and all of the different jobs and so we just really appreciate you and everything that you're doing 
Um, you have definitely been an example of the Proverbs 31 woman. And we really appreciate your friendship. Really appreciate is kind of an understatement. <laughs> but we are extremely grateful for you and Carlos and your little people. So thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. It's kind of a big deal you're on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, many of you may not know this, but Sharon is also a small business owner. So we won't get super into that on today's episode, but um, she makes the best cake you've ever had, period. And I will include um, a link. It's called P31 Cakes. I will include a link in the show notes um, so that you can indulge in the glory that is P31 Cakes. All right. Thank you, Sharon, so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you, boys. (laughs) And so with that... I uh, want to give you guys a song to listen to for the outro today by Brad Paisley. I think this song works really well with the content of today's show. It's called He Didn't Have to Be, and it's about a boy who was raised by a single mother, and uh, he meets his, uh, who will be his future stepfather, and I'd like to just read a couple of the lyrics to you as they illustrate um, an example of a woman and a child being valued and something that we can look at and admire and shape our attitudes after. He says, I met the man I call my dad when I was five years old. He took my mom out to a movie and for once I got to go. A few months later, I remember lying there in bed. I overheard him pop the question and I prayed that she'd say yes. And then all of a sudden, oh, it seemed so strange to me how we went from something's missing to a family. Looking back, all I can say about all the things he did for me is I hope I'm at least half the dad he didn't have to be. When a single mom goes out on a date with somebody new It always winds up feeling more like a job interview My mama used to wonder if she'd ever meet someone who wouldn't Find out about me and then turn around and run I met the man I call my dad when I was five years old He took my mom out to a movie And for once I got to go A few months later I remember lying there in bed I overheard him pop the question I prayed that she'd say yes And then all of a sudden Oh, it seemed so strange to me How we went from something's missing to family Looking back, all I can say about All the things he did for me I met the girl that's now my wife about three years ago We had the perfect marriage but we wanted something more And now here I stand surrounded by our family 
Crowded round the nursery window As they bring the baby in And now all of a sudden Oh, it seems so strange to me How we've gone from something's missing to family Looking through the glass I think about the man that's standing next to me I'm at least half the dad that he didn't have to be. Looking back, all I can say about all the things he did for me. Cause he didn't have to be You know he didn't have to be